What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Brainy. It is Thursday, August 2nd, and ready for the weekend, ready for the birthday weekend, for dodgeball weekend, and for rough and rowdy weekend. Got a very special guest this week, Chauncey the Raccoon Boy, uh, not-so-distant cousin of mine, who is going to be the star headline fighter this Sunday at Rough and Rowdy 4 in Youngstown, the Barstool Sports Boxing Competition. So really excited to get him on the podcast. It's been a long time coming uh, for my cousin. He is some entertaining dude. Uh, had a great talk with him that this this interview is going to be great. You're going to love it. I know a lot of you are here just to hear that. And then afterwards, I'll get into a little bit of the birthday and a little bit into the dodgeball championship that's coming too. But uh, not going to hold you back from the interview that everybody wants to hear. Chauncey the Raccoon Boy, Youngstown's Pride, the next Kelly Pavlik in the ring is here. And uh, just guard yourselves because this interview came in pretty loud and it starts off pretty much shouting. So turn your volume down a little bit and uh, enjoy the pod. Joining the Jake Podcast this week, we have a very special guest ahead of his fight at Rough and Rowdy 4 for Barstool Sports in Youngstown, Ohio. Joining me is Chauncey Raccoon Boy. Chauncey, what's going on, man? Oh, not much, Jake. Just down here, downtown Youngstown, uh, setting up the Downtown Italian Festival, having a good time. How you doing? I'm doing great. Listen, I'm really pumped. I'm very excited for this weekend. Uh, I've been following you for the last couple months of this as... My listeners know we're not so distant cousins, so this is pretty cool that uh, I get to watch you know family make it big this weekend. Uh, I'm just wondering where you're uh, where you're at. A few days away from the fight, how you feeling? You in uh, fighting shape? Oh, absolutely, Jake. I've been training. Uh, I've been training for like about the last month and a half, two months, going down the boxing gym down here in downtown, uh, and and just working. Uh, mentally, I couldn't be in a better spot. I just, I'm feeling great. Punches are flowing smooth. In the bag, good. I, I don't know what else to say. I can't wait. That's awesome. So, like, what are your keys to uh, training and everything? I mean, we've seen you. We've seen your hype videos. I want to know what are the the big keys to how you're going to come out on top. Well, I mean, just the big keys, Jake. I I really don't want to give away too much into my mentality going into the fight or my game plan, just because I don't. It, just in case, you know, Joden uh, gets his hands on this or hears it, I don't want him to know what I'm going to do. So That's fair. Anyway, I, I'm going to – but I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to be in there. That's, so, that's great. That's all we can it, really ask for. I, I'm not running away from him, and uh, my hands are going to be up, and they're going to be flying at him, and that's all I can tell you. That's all I need to know. So uh, for those, though, who don't know you, you know, that are coming into this naked, don't really know what's going on, why don't you explain what the origin of Raccoon Boy and how you really got into this? Because, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, because I'd like to know, too. Well, I mean, that's that's a funny story, <laughs> Jake. That's that's funny. It all started around Memorial Day just this year, honestly. Okay. Uh, 
this character came around so fast. It all started. We went on a bar crawl up in uh, Geneva, in Geneva on the Lake in Ohio. You probably know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, beautiful place. Nice. It's a fun time. It's a great bar crawl. So we're down there, and one of my buddy's girlfriends went to the store just to, I think, get a case of beer or something. She comes back with the Davy Crockett raccoon hat. And I'm sitting there in just my cargo shorts and a black leather vest, which I was prepared to make the crawl in. And she goes, Chauncey, I saw this. It was perfect for you. And I put on the raccoon hat. And then we, we commenced the crawl. So, so we go on this crawl, and everyone's loving it. And just they see me walk in there, and they're loving the hat, vest, cargo short combo. Because you, when have you seen that? You know? No, I know it's it's a wild look. And uh, we get to the one bar down there. It's one of the biker bars as a stage, and a guy playing live on stage. And I'm just standing at the bar, and he's in the middle of a song, and he just yells over, "Raccoon boy, get up here!" <laughs> and I look up, just I don't know how it just felt right. Yeah, I looked up and I, I got up on the stage, and in the first ever uh, video that dropped about the raccoon boy, there's video footage of that, of me dancing on that stage, just waving around a shirt or something on that stage, and, and singing along with the, with the man. Now, it really and, doesn't take much more than that to really develop a nickname, persona, or and, legendary ever since, figure. Yeah. Jake, it went, it went from about five people on that dance floor in that moment to a packed dance everyone that was outside came in and there there were maybe a hundred people just standing there just loving it and ever since then i've been the raccoon boy that's that's all i need to know that's that's perfect so, it's a funny story it's been about three i'm three months old that's, uh, the raccoon boy is three months old ready to kick some ass that's not bad that's right so let's talk about your opponent you know this uh this thor character what does he bring to the ring and uh what do you need to do to come out victorious without spilling too many, you know, secrets and tricks of the trade? Just uh, uh, what what do you expect from him? Well, I, I expect him to come out swinging. You know, it's a it's a boxing match. It's three rounds, one minute apiece. You can't come out and just sit back and wait to see what I'm going to do. So, I expect him to come out trying to hit a home run, knock me out right there. That's I'm ready fine. for it. Yeah. I, I'll combat any move he makes. Um, other than that, I, I really don't know too much about him. I, I know we're about the same size. He calls himself Thor. I don't know. He actually calls himself Stone Cold Thor. So, I mean, you have to have a lot of balls to call yourself that. Yeah. Uh, as two, two very big figures in our culture. Um, so, but it doesn't, it doesn't scare me at all. And, and to back him down a little bit, I put up a billboard in his hometown. Yeah, just that's, to, that to, was, to let him know that that I'm here and I'm waiting and I want him to come That was cold-blooded. That was impressive. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, he's ready to roll, and uh, they're not pulling punches. This is this is blood. Is he a worthy <laughs> opponent? Is this going to be like a good fight, or uh, do you think this kid's going to roll over and you're going to take him? Well, I mean, being a an athlete, pretty much my whole life, you never want to go into battle expecting expecting just to run over someone you always want to expect that they're going to come with their best it's going to be a fight uh otherwise you end up you could end up on your ass you know so i'm expecting the best out of them and uh who knows it might go it might go all three rounds it might be a decision but you never know i'm, I'm expecting the best out of me as well 
Yeah, that's what I would expect from you. That's a that's some Youngstown grit right there. So, uh, sure. you know, while we're on the subject, let's go right into Youngstown. You know, tell me, uh, you know, let's talk. My roots are in Youngstown. You know, I, I my father was born there. I was never I never lived there, but I go back there at every holiday to see my family. You were born and raised. You know, let's talk about the grit capital of the Rust Belt and what makes this city so special. Well, I mean, it just, I mean, we were the capital of the Rust Belt. I, I wouldn't call us the grit capital of the Rust Belt. I'd call us the grit capital of the USA. You know, okay. uh, we were once the capital of the Rust Belt. Youngstown still ran through Youngstown. If you had still, it was from Youngstown. Yeah. You know, back in the day. And that's where the grit came from. Is all that still that was produced, and then uh, you know it, it ran through hard times, and everyone grew up in these hard times. So everyone here is born in the fire, you know. So you're molded through the fire, kind of just like still itself. Everyone faces those battles, goes through that fire, they come out stronger than they've ever been, and that's Youngstown. I like that. I like you said molded because I always feel like that's a you know. That's how I feel about you. You were molded by this city, and uh, and yeah, steel molded in steel capital, Youngstown, Ohio. It's as good as it gets, man. That's great. So I want you to settle a debate. Best pizza in Youngstown. Where are you going? Oh, best pizza in Youngstown. That's a great question, man. Almost anywhere you can go, you can get a good slice. I, there's a short time I lived in Atlanta, also in Columbus, and either place you really couldn't go anywhere and get a slice. And when I'm home here, I feel like I could just pretty much go to any piece of place and get a good one. But if I'm picking one, I'd have to go uh, Nikki's Pizza on the east side. Okay. Yeah, not bad. I'm more of an Avalon Gardens kind of guy uh, for wings. But then when it comes to actual pizza, I like Joey. I think that's pretty good. Yo, Joe, Joey is good. Yeah. Now, that's not bad. That's, that's kind of hidden. It's more of a restaurant. You wouldn't expect to get pizza from there, you know? No, but so it's great. It's awesome. And then, I mean, if we're going to go way back, you know, it's closed down now, but maybe one day I'll reopen the Golden Dawn. Um, oh, yeah. Jake, I, I can't wait. It needs to reopen sooner rather than later. I, I think it will. Place. I think it will. I think uh, they'll, they'll figure it out, the whole, like, family dynamic there. You know, I've, I have too many people leaning on it as, like, such a staple of, of Youngstown work. So I, I think, I think they'll figure that out. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. So listen, all right, we're going into the fight. It's a big weekend. You got family that's going to be there. You've got a pretty big, con, you know, following now after, uh, Barstool's, you know, shown a lot of your clips and your hype videos and you've gotten around. What do we, uh, you said you're going to be punching. What should we expect result wise of this fight? Well, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Like, you never want to get too cocky. Um, I guess I kind of threw all that away when I put a billboard up in yeah. Salem, Ohio. That's a little, that's that's a little cocky. Joe the that's Stone Cold Thor, yeah. whatever he calls himself. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to predict right now, uh, I'm going to go with the third round knockout, Jake. Yeah, all right. I like Three that. Three one-minute rounds, we're wearing headgear so i have to go through a lot of a lot of body armor so sure uh i can't i can't go there with the first round ko however if that happens it happens uh, i'm gonna predict a good fight the whole way i'm expecting the best out of him the entire time and uh but again i can't i can't get too cocky 
I can't be too modest either. I, I'm going to predict a victory, third round knockout. Man, that's like a solid Browns fan prediction right there. Don't go in too cocky <laughs> and just yeah, like hey, hope for we're the gonna best. have a good season as well. I know. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I've made it pretty clear on this podcast. That I see the Browns going ten and six, winning the AFC North. Uh, but I mean, that's just me. I always get a little bit too optimistic this time of year for football. So I don't know. I mean, but uh, again, you know, when we go out there, I'll be out there about a month from now. We'll go to uh, the home opener and. Uh, You'll see me leaving the stadium pretty depressed after not beating the Steelers. Or we beat them, and I'll be the most optimistic fucker there. <laughs> that's that's all. Hey, I was there last year, too. And, uh, I, dude, we were down that last drive last year. <laughs> it's fucking, it's uh, awful. We thought because, we were going to have a great season after that, and we saw how that went. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's nothing like Browns fans, man. And uh, you got to love the optimism. And I've never been more optimistic than this year, even though time and time again, the season tells us, don't be optimistic for next season. However, they always give us that hope, and it, it drives me nuts, but you got to be there. Yeah. If you're a true fan, you, you have to be optimistic. Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, one day when the Browns are good, no one's ever going to be able to call me a Fairweather fan because I have too much evidence of me sticking by them when they sucked ass and I think we're closer than a lot of people think. I mean, they plugged a lot of holes, but this would be the most painful of all the seasons because of just the optimism going in. Well, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And we'll see that hard, hard knocks comes out. Uh, what is it, next Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday. We'll, I think we'll get seven. our first look in there and uh, I'm, I'm excited for that, man. I, I can't wait to see that. Hard so. knocks, hard knocks. The perfect, I heard this on Twitter. I forget who said it, but hard knocks, for Browns fans, we want to see it, but we just don't want the rest of the world to see it. And I, I totally agree with that because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want everyone else to see what goes into this because now they're going to be really educated on how to diss the Browns fans instead of just like, lols, Browns, they're going to really dig in and it's going to hurt this Well, time. you know what? And everyone wants to, wants to give Cleveland shit for not even the Browns, just for the city. And, and you know what? It's a beautiful city. I'm tired of that. Yeah. It's and, a fun uh, fucking town. Honestly, it's the heartland of America. Other than Youngstown, I mean, Cleveland and Youngstown are like twin cities. So Yeah. It's a good bar it's scene. Grit. It's a lot grit. of fun going on. It's grit. And, like, as much as people don't want to admit it and they think Cleveland's irrelevant, I'm like, you've got one of the more talked about football teams the last couple years, strictly because of what happens to them in the negative way. You've got a team that's been competing for the World Series the last three years. And, and, had, and, and let's talk about that. Everyone's right in the tri-boss already. Yeah, I know. They were in the World Series two years ago. They're not even in the talks. And they have the easiest path this year. to you the You got playoffs. two MVP candidates. Yeah. Two top five M- MVP candidates right there. And they have the easiest path to the playoffs. And people keep on thinking like, oh, but look how shitty they are. I'm like, well, they're also battle-tested. They've been there before. And if they're healthy, I mean, it's a crapshoot when you get to baseball players. Absolutely, 100%. Last I couldn't they, agree more. Last year, they led the AL in wins and lost three straight to the Yankees and got pushed out by a wild card team. That, so, I mean, shit happens, man. They're up 2 nothing, 2-0 yeah. in the series. And, you know, shit happens. Your ace got beat around twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, see, that's crazy. It, it, that Didi, man, he's the only guy. I feel like he owns Kluber. Yeah. But I... Kluber's too good to let that beat him this year. So. He bats like 240 the rest of the season, but then he faces Kluber and his slugging percentage is like It bats 1,000 with a home run every time. It's incredible. And then yeah. and people want to forget that, you know, oh, all right, LeBron has taken the Cavs to four straight finals. He's gone now. So 
Cavs are probably going into the shitter soon. But, I mean, in, in talks of just relevancy, Cleveland is on the map as much as any other city in the United States when it comes oh, to sports relevancy. So, I mean, I think Cleveland gets shit on way too much. I fucking hate Sports Center, you know, and ESPN running the oh. classic, like, dumb, like, low-light reel every time it comes up. I'm like, listen, without Cleveland, you guys don't have a whole lot to report on right now. As dumb as I, like, fucking sound to the casual fan, think about how often Cleveland comes up in sports talk. Bro, uh, 100%, absolutely. And just think about that. Just because those people in other cities like Minnesota – Atlanta, North Carolina, just pretty much anywhere you can think. They're not being talked about like Cleveland, but they're confused because Cleveland's not winning anything, but Cleveland's right there all the time. Yeah. I mean, other than the Browns the last uh, 20 years or so, our other sports teams have been right there on the cusp every year. Yeah. And they're just jealous, man, because they're not there. And a city of less than 400,000 people, you know, is competing on these, you know, you got the Yankees who have their own network, you know, in a city that has 8 million people and like the Indians are right there with them. And somehow the Indians were the fucking favorites last year and the Yankees were the underdogs. It's wild. And people are rooting for the Yankees. Like they're the, like they're the underdogs. I lost my goddamn mind in October when everyone's like, Oh, the Yankees, you know, the underdogs. I'm like, you are really going to fucking hate yourself for saying that they're the underdogs in six months. Because the Yankees is, aren't going to be bad for a long time now. No, and I have a theory. Like I'm like, look, there are some teams, there are some franchises, colleges, whatever, that just shouldn't be allowed to be, ever be called the underdogs. I don't care how bad they are at the beginning of the year or what what they've gone through. Duke can't be an underdog. The Yankees nope. can't be a, an underdog. The Dallas Cowboys can't be an underdog. There are just a couple teams out there, and there's ones for each sport. But Alabama can't be an underdog. You know, these – there are a lot – USC, USC can't USC, be an underdog. Ohio State, you know, like there are a lot of teams that shouldn't be considered underdogs. I don't give a shit how bad their season's going or what has Same happened. Thing with, I mean, Notre Dame too. They're there. They yeah. could be 2-8 and eight and they can't be an underdog. Yeah, it's and Notre if Navy Dame. beats them, it's still Navy beat Notre Dame. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. because you have too much of a pedigree – and you know what? You've built your reputation on, like, and I'm singling out the Yankees because I've had a fucking enough of it. But, like, you, yeah, build, your, you build your reputation on being the evil empire. And you know and what? I want to talk to those people real quick. Yeah, go ahead. All That's all my listeners. I want to call those guys underdogs. I want their support on Sunday. You come out for the raccoon boy, and you root for the raccoon boy as the underdog on Sunday and watch him rise up victorious. That's what I'm fucking talking about. That's what I want. Listen, Chaunce. Raccoon Boy, thank you so much for joining us. To the fans of the Jake Podcast, you can find Chauncey uh, on Twitter at S score. It's basically scoring underscore 63, S-K-O-U-R-Y-N-G underscore 63. And on Instagram, Corey, K-O-U-R-Y-S-A. So yep. listen, Chaunce, best of luck this weekend. I'm sure I'll talk to you afterwards. And uh, I'm, I'm pulling for you, man. I'm really excited for you. And uh, you deserve a big victory. And and fuck that kid up. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, hey, hey I'm going for it, Jake. I, I'm going to do whatever I can to fuck him up. And, and, yeah, check me out on my Twitter, my Instagram. You'll see uh, all the videos uh, from Barstool Sports. Erica Nardini, the CEO, um, tweeted an article she wrote about me yesterday as well. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff, good content on there. 
and thank you so much, Jake, for having me, man. And I love you, cousin. You're you're the best. I appreciate it, man. I'll definitely have you on uh, soon, too, to talk about the fight. So best of luck, oh, and I'll talk to you later. Okay, Jake. Take care. All right. Thank you. No problem. All right, that was a great interview with Chauncey Raccoon Boy. Had a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I mean, he is an entertaining guy. We talked a little bit of Browns, a little bit of Indians. You know, didn't really get into the Cavaliers all too much, but we really basically talked about his fight. It is wild how he came into this stuff. Um, he is a fun guy, and I'm excited to see him on Sunday night. I think he's going to be right in the thick of things. You know, for the main event, it sounds like he's going to be one of the last fights of the night. So, late on Sunday in the pay-per-view, hope you're watching. Should be a lot of fun. Outside of the boxing world and Youngstown, Ohio, there are a few other things going on. Go down the road to Columbus, Ohio for this week's Jake News. In Jake News, Urban Meyer facing a bit of hot water right now and... Uh, he apparently was aware of his wide receiver coach, uh, Zach Smith's DV charges. And, I mean, look, it's it's pretty simple. Jim Trestle got fired for allowing his students or players to basically trade pants for tattoos. So if this evidence that has been brought forward by, you know, to ESPN and to all the outlets against Urban... I mean, it's going to be pretty simple that he's got to go. And this is crazy because, you know, this isn't like he did this. This is him just not reporting it for some little wide receivers coach that, like, he turns over coaches every year. So the fact that he, like, went out on a limb and decided to defend this guy instead of reporting it, that's, that's a, I mean, it's a bad look and it's just, like, you know, reckless, too, because this is someone that should not be ending Urban Meyer's career, and there's a good chance that it will. And if it's true, he shouldn't be coaching because that's, I mean, this is a bad look on the university and how they're going to stand by Urban Meyer if they know, like, hey, listen, you know, he's going to sweep anything under the rug if some, someone on his team, coaching staff, or whatever is doing something wrong. He just doesn't want to look. He'll look the other way. It's very Joe Pa of him right now. So not a great look for Ohio State, and uh, this is certainly going to be a story in the next coming weeks. Uh, if we want to turn things into a positive, Hard Knocks coming this Tuesday. Pretty exciting stuff. I am so thrilled for Brown's camp and a couple injuries here and there, but really the stuff to watch out for is Tyrod Taylor versus Baker Mayfield because everything about Baker Mayfield has been just like the greatest news in the world that like he's going to be the next Joe Montana slash Brett Favre. Like, I mean, the, the guy's already got his bust in Cooperstown, apparently. And Cooperstown, Jesus. Uh, uh, <laughs> in Canton. Uh, I'm still still got my mind on that Jim Tome, Tome enshrinement in Cooperstown. But, no, I mean, I'm really excited for the Browns. And Hard Knocks is going to shine the light that basically every Browns fan wants to see but doesn't want everyone else to see. So, hopefully, there won't be as many negatives this time around. I'm sure there will be because that's – you know, that's good TV. HBO is not just going to show pump up fun stuff. They're going to show some dark stuff too. And we're still waiting on Josh Gordon. There's going to be some injuries there. You know, Kevin Zeitler is going to be out for what quote unquote a while now. So 
a lot of things still to happen at Hard Knocks and the Browns training camp. But by the time we record next episode, we'll have at least one episode down and we'll get to really see uh, what's going on and if this is like kind of worth uh, the hype that's coming up. Outside of that, this past weekend, my favorite player of all time, Jim Tomei, went into Cooperstown. Now, everyone is aware of my bet. I got the lifetime bet with uh, my buddy Bill Mead, and it wasn't even a lifetime bet. I had eight years of eligibility for Jim Tomei to get in, and I think Bill was just yanking my chain when he made the bet because, you know, to be honest, Jim Tomei got in on the first ballot and uh, was never really considered to be not going to get in. So pretty cool to see him in, and fun story about his enshrinement. He actually went to practice his Hall of Fame speech weeks beforehand at the same podium in front of the same uh, you know, set of chairs and whatever, just without any people. So he practiced to make sure he would nail his speech, and he did. It was really great. It was very humble, and uh, he represented Cleveland really well. And you know what? Just like a great guy, Gentleman Jim. It, it makes all the sense in the world that Jim Tomey goes in the way that he did. And really excited for him and uh, the Indians organization and his family. And just, you know, it's pretty cool. And ever since he went in, Indians haven't lost. So that's another cool thing too. Or maybe they lost one game. I don't know. But just pretty cool that, like, that happened this summer in a year where the Indians are pretty good. And, uh, you know, it's just good times in Cleveland. I talked about it with Cousin Chauncey. You know, there's Cavaliers. Yeah, they lost LeBron, but still coming off of the best stretch in team history and probably won't ever see a stretch like that again. And you had Cleveland Indians. They're in a really nice stretch, like their best since the mid-90s right now. And it doesn't seem to be lightening up because their division keeps tanking. You know, Minnesota traded half their guys at the deadline. The White Sox are already a rebuilding team. Detroit's already a rebuilding team. And Kansas City traded some of their guys too. So this is the Indians' division for the foreseeable future giving them a free ticket to the playoffs every year, whereas the other teams need to start reshuffling every year at the trade deadline just to fight to get in because their races are so tight. You know, in the AL West, there's three teams. In the AL East, there's two teams. And it's kind of like a dogfight right now just to even make the playoffs. So, And those are teams with better records than the Indians. As we approach the end of the season in baseball, we'll get more into that. Uh, this past week was also the trade deadline. And something that didn't get enough credit this year Lots of guys changed uh, teams. You know, you had throughout the month of July, all stars like Manny Machado and Brad Hand changed teams. You had former all stars like Mike Mustakis move. You had, I mean, a lot of guys that were getting talked about, like you know Bryce Harper was talked about. He was never moved. You know, but that's, I mean, Bryce Harper's one of the biggest stars in baseball. Every contender really added someone. You know, you saw the Yankees, the Red Sox, both added some pitching help. Saw the Indians, they added some guys in both the outfield and the relief. Uh, you saw NL teams, a ton of NL teams added pitching from the American League. And that should be interesting because you saw teams like the Rays and the Padres really start like uh, dumping some of their guys and getting retooling. The Pirates made a trade for Chris Archer. A lot of really you know, big deals went around and I don't think the, you know, MLB will get the credit for, hey, this being a really fun deadline because usually everyone's complaining, oh, deadline comes by and nothing happens. It's like, no, this year there was a lot of stuff. There are a lot of relievers, 
A lot of like outfield bats. Guys changed teams. It was fun. It was a fun week. And this is on the heels of Cooperstown. And this is right before the dodgeball weekend. Yeah, enough of professional sports. Leave it to the big dogs. So this we this year, the tenth and final dodgeball tournament of the Scotto House. As you guys know, I'm the defending champion, and this week I got to bring the trophy, which I'm holding in my hand right now. Got to bring it to work, got to bring it around, kind of show off, I sent some Instagrams out, some Snapchats, just to kind of show everybody up a little bit, just for fun and games. But uh, yeah, I'll be trying to be the only captain to ever go back to back, not loving my odds. Not going to lie, I was actually contemplating retirement not too long ago, thinking, hey, what a way to go out. You know, you retire right before on the heels of the final tournament, but I figure it's best to just go get one more time in there, let them honor me, let them, you know, give me my round of applause, and, and then I'll be out of there. Because it is my birthday this Saturday. I want to do some things, want to get out, have some fun, but uh, I think the dodgeball would be a great way to kick that off. And It's been a great 10 years of this. This uh, started when we were back in high school, when just a bunch of kids were in the backyard playing dodgeball, and a bunch of kids turned into 90 kids. And a bunch of the people that were in that first tournament aren't even in anymore. It's a bunch of high school kids I've never met before. But you know what? That's that's just you know the power of word of mouth. Pretty cool that something we started a long time ago carried on to a bunch of people we've never even met. And it's going to be something. Uh, should be a nice crowd for the last ever. Looks like we're going to be fighting a little bit of rain, but not too worried about that because I have my ring. I have my championship. My name is on the trophy. I'm staring at right now. 2017 Captain Jake Brainy. And can't take that away from me. This is basically my victory lap. I mean, there's zero pressure on me. If I had not won last year, there'd be all the pressure on the world uh, on me to win this. But no, not none now. Now it's all go out, have fun, don't fucking get hurt. Because that's the one thing I can't do. Oh boy, that would be rough. Yeah, so... That'll just be part of the long birthday weekend. Don't really have much else planned. Got some brainies coming in this weekend uh, for my cousin's baptism. So oddly enough, I'll have people in just because they didn't come in from me, but they came in and now I'll get to celebrate a little bit more because of that. But this week was really the, the one I celebrated because both my, my girlfriend and I were celebrating our birthdays and got a nice spa day out of it. And uh, as much as... Hey, this is 2018 now. Guys can enjoy the spot too. You know, this is this is not a girls' world where only girls can enjoy hand and stone because I needed that massage bad and uh, man felt good. You know, on Wednesday afternoon, getting a massage late in the afternoon and just thinking like this is what I needed and this was pretty great. It felt good. Uh, I'm considering becoming a member because. I need to go for more massages more often. And they were pretty aggressive with that membership thing. Like, that's the one place you would feel that they're not going to get aggressive, you know. Uh, they have that soothing music playing. They have, like, a babbling brook. And, you know, they're giving you peach-flavored water and all this, like, really nice accommodating stuff. And then they really get in your face about, like, you know, hey, would you like to sign up for our membership? It only costs this much. and You know, no money down. And, you know, we put your, your credit card on file and you can get out anytime. It doesn't, it's like, all right, chill, lady. Like, I'm here to relax and you're in my face about this. 
it's just wild, you know. I, I don't mind it. It's just it's crazy that this is the place that they get aggressive like that. So, anyway, lots of plans going on after that. That was that was after a night of Brando's, my favorite restaurant in the world. Went there for Sam's birthday, and we went hog wild on the menu. Fortunately, since she had never been, she gave me carte blanche on what to order and I was like trust me all right if you put the menu in my hands we will be happy and I killed it all right we started off with the burrata and meatball and salada like they gave us two meatballs and a little burrata over red peppers it was unbelievable and then we split cowboy ribeye like a 28 ounce cowboy ribeye too like a big ass piece of steak and uh, the three-way gnocchi, which is like, there's a little gnocchi in tomato sauce, then there's gnocchi in the pesto, and then one that's in Alfredo. And you can't really have it all for yourself because it's just too rich, and the steak is too big to have your own. So splitting those two was really the way to go. And then we had a little side of uh, truffle risotto. That was a little over the top, didn't really need that, but it was delicious either way. And finish it off with maybe the best dessert I've ever had. And it's this uh, pistachio ice cream cake with a graham cracker crust topped with whipped cream and caramel drizzle. And it is like, oh, it's so good. It is, it's probably my favorite dessert in the world. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a better dessert and there really is none. That does take the cake, pun totally intended. And to be honest, that was the best meal I've ever had. I can't like possibly top that because it was a little bit of each of my favorite things. I got everything I wanted from Brando's. I felt kind of selfish at the time, to be honest, because I thought, listen, this isn't for my birthday. This is technically for your birthday. It just happened to be my birthday this week. But no, she trusted me and said, hey, listen, I'm looking for you for answers here. So I was like, all right, cool. That's fine. I can dig that. And uh, did not disappoint. Wow, that was great. So... Uh, Brando's, Asbury Park, if you have a chance, check it out. And then uh, did the rest of the night at the Asbury Hotel, which is a pretty cool spot. The uh, rooms kind of look like dorms, which uh, I didn't really think about until uh, until my girlfriend pointed it out to me. And yeah, I mean, not exactly the nicest, but it was cool. It was nice to like do something different and get out a little bit. And uh, yeah, I liked everything about it. So it was a great birthday week. And then this weekend... Just going to get trashed at the Parker House and Boathouse and who knows, maybe go to Anchor Tavern, all the local spots in Belmar. Everything's up for grabs after dodgeball. It's going to be a fun weekend and look, looking forward to it all. And it should be a lot of fun. The only other thing that went on this week was the Bachelor Men's Tell All, which, I mean, it's the biggest waste of time because uh, it's, it's a lot of replay. It's a lot of showing clips you already knew. And there was no drama, actually. Everyone was just getting along, which I guess is kind of nice to see. But they're previewing Bachelor in Paradise, which we will get into next week. We will also talk about the Bachelorette finale next week because there wasn't really anything to report on this week. Another thing we'll get to next week after Hard Knocks is also Jaws on the Beach. Going to definitely do Jaws, do a uh, movie review of that because it's one of my all-time favorites. And... Uh, on August 8th, which is Wednesday, they're going to be playing it on the Spring Lake Beach. And 
definitely going to want to review that because who doesn't love Jaws? You know, I actually found out one of my friends saw it for the first time ever a couple weeks ago, and I, I was like flabbergasted when I found that out. I'm like, dude, you're 28 years old. How how you not see it until now? You've been you've lived at the Jersey Shore your entire life. Like this is always on, always, always on. You know, we just had Shark Week. It's always playing. It's always playing on Fourth of July. It's like it's a it's a staple around here, but never seen it before. But he was a big fan. I'm gonna try and drag him and a couple of my other friends to the beach to check it out on Wednesday. There's actually a funny story. If we go back, they've been doing this on the beach for a long, long time. Back to when I was maybe like 10 years old, and my sister was like five, six years old, something like that. And my grandmother thought it was a great idea to bring us to it. And she was right. It was a great idea to bring me to it but maybe not my five-year-old sister. And uh, my sister got some nightmares out of it, but she turned out all right. Um, and it actually makes me think about this vacation, you know, about a month ago when I thought it was an okay, okay idea to show my cousin's kids who were, I think, four and two years old Jaws. So maybe that was a little bit pushing it there. So regardless... Yeah, I'm sure they forgot about it. And I'm sure they're not scared to go in the ocean. Wouldn't that be just the worst? <laughs> All right, that seems to be it this week. Didn't get to cover a whole lot, but with uh, Rough and Rowdy coming up this weekend and uh, Cousin Chauncey coming on the podcast to talk his fight and Cleveland sports, uh, there wasn't really much else to talk about outside of that. Uh, for those wondering, uh, this is a pay-per-view event on Sunday night. You can go to Barstool Sports to find out and get the link on how to watch Rough and Rowdy. There's also, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram. So it should be pretty easy to find this. Uh, and wait till the end and definitely root on Chauncey the Raccoon Boy versus, I think the kid's name is Jobin or Joden? Vosian? I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm taking Chauncey 10 times out of 10. Should be a lot of fun. Definitely recap it next week and uh, look forward to talking in with him. But listen, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast. I uh, really hope that this episode turned out all right. I'm a little tired, but uh, you know it is what it is. The interview was was the big part of this week. But I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, come back next week when we're going to talk about those things I talked about: the Bachelorette finale, Bachelor in Paradise, Hard Knocks, Jaws. Got a lot to get to next week and also recap dodgeball and uh, the fight. So, And more NFL training camp, more MLB, lots of things coming up next week on The Jake.